Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. Well, Kirby, welcome to the Lemonade Stand. I am excited to get to know you. Do you have some things you want to tell me about yourself first? Yeah, I'm so boring. Basically, I love to be with my wife and kids and anything else is just whatever. I do something and think, when can I get back to be with my family? No matter how fun it is, it's always nothing is as good as even taking a nap together. Like that's how boring I am. That's the greatest thing is I love to be with my family. That's awesome. How many people are in your family? There's my, me and my wife, and then our three kids. My son, he's 20. My daughter is 17. Then I have another daughter who's 12. Okay. And they all still live at home? Uh-huh. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Exactly. I'm with you on that one. Love being with my family. So was there anything else about you you want to tell me? Um, that's it. <laughs> that's great. Okay. That's um, awesome. I do things, you know, I I make people laugh, make people cry. Hopefully just people are entertained and, uh, and I get paid to do that. That's crazy. That is crazy. I was wondering if that was your kind of lemon to lemonade story that you were going to share with me today, because I kind of heard you speaking one time about it and your journey to being involved in acting has not been super easy, which I don't think it is for most people, but I don't think it's easy for anybody, no matter who they are. Yeah, my my story of being able to get paid to be an actor, I think it's similar to so many other people's in that you start out, you hear a hundred no's for every one yes. And even that one yes can turn into, well, you got it, but now we're going to do something different. So you don't got it. And I have actually a great story about that. That Can I share? Absolutely, please. Um, so I was really fortunate to do uh, kind of be a, a working blue collar uh, commercial actor, meaning that I did a lot of national commercials and it was awesome. And I had relationships with a bunch of casting directors and directors. We worked together multiple times. And there was one particular where... Uh, there was a series of commercials. It's usually called a campaign where it's the same person that is over multiple commercials. And it was for a fast food restaurant. And this particular, uh, the main character is this young woman and they wanted to branch out. The ad agency had this great idea to branch out and have her have a boyfriend who only wanted to take her to this fast food place so she already loved it and so that was how this boyfriend got in with her and I booked that and the the producers and the the ad agency and the director they all loved what I did and I improvised a lot and they laughed and we had a good time and we shot three commercials which is a lot usually you just shoot one so because this is going to be a recurring campaign they and it had gone so well our chemistry, the girl and I, we had great chemistry. People loved it. The ad agency said, uh, well, we're going to make this like a whole relationship over the course of dozens of commercials where 
you guys get engaged, maybe you break up and then you get married and then you have kids. So it was going to be multiple years of doing all of these fast food commercials with this young lady. And I thought, this is awesome. Because as a, a blue collar uh, actor, anything that you can say, yeah, we can do this for the next few years is awesome. So uh, I left shoot after shooting the third commercial. So that took us about three weeks to shoot all three commercials. Then it was a couple of weeks later, I got a call from my agent saying, so they want to book you, meaning uh, they want to use you on these certain dates that that's referred to as booking. They want to book you. Um, so you're on hold. Don't do anything else on these days. And so I had blocked those out on my calendar and it was about two weeks away. In the meantime, I was doing other commercial auditions and there are a hundred plus casting directors in, in LA and I just happened to go back to the one that I had done that had cast me for the fast food spot and the campaign and auditioning for like a car or something. And as I'm sitting there, there are multiple auditions going on at the same time um, and for different products because the casting director has to have a, a line, a pipeline of projects going on. So I'm there for one and then I look over at another they have what are called the storyboards that are kind of cartoon depictions of what's going to be happening. So they're like six panes of what happens in uh, the commercial. So I look at the storyboards of what I'm supposed to do for the car commercial. And then I just look over at the other one and I see, oh, it's the fast food restaurant. And um, I guess they're doing another commercial, which they do plenty of times. Um, and then I see that there's a guy that looks vaguely familiar, a cartoon caricature. And um, I look closer at it and I realize that it's a drawing of me. So they're holding auditions for me, yeah. And then I look at the character's name and the character's name was Max. And I knew, knew that, I remembered that because my son's name is Max and so I had come home after shooting the three commercials saying, it's so cool, I get to play Max, it's so fun. So that's the character's name, and it's my caricature likeness uh, on the audition sheet, on the storyboard. So I call my, I took a picture of it, I send it to my agent, and I say, I said, I think they're casting for me. And then I looked at the dates, and they were the exact dates that I was on hold for to shoot the next series of commercials. So then my agent gets off the phone with me, calls the the casting director and the casting director says, oh yeah, the uh, people at the ad agency changed, which happens frequently. They love the campaign. They wanna keep going forward with that storyline, but they want someone that's like Kirby, not Kirby. And here I was, you know, you, I had heard a hundred no's to finally get this one yes. And then I hear this is all gonna be you for the next few years doing all of these commercials and then they said but yeah the director would he for sure would have kirby come in and read for it and so then it was just so awkward because i am going into audition for myself like auditioning in the for the role of kirby and the director was the same director as before and he didn't look me in the eye kind of embarrassed that we were even having to go through this 
and I did it. And I think I did my best Kirby impression. Um, I did the best me I could do. And then um, I didn't get it. <laughs> and it was so devastating. I thought, you know, you have things and you think it's going great. And then the bug just gets pulled out from under you. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking. And I was angry at this casting director um, that they didn't even let me know. And that they didn't, I felt like they didn't even stand up for me when I had done a bunch of other commercials with them. I, I felt like I was one of their favorite go-to comedy improv guys. Um, and then to see this, it was so devastating. And I thought, okay, well, I'm never gonna fall for that again. I am never going to audition for myself. Does that make sense? <laughs> audition for the role of Kirby ever again. <laughs> oh and then it was about six months later, I was in the same boat with another project. It's, uh, it was a, a store that sold electronics. And I, again, shot three commercials and they said, you're gonna be the spokesman, you're the guy. And to, to get to that point is insane. Like, like I said, it could even be like 500 no's that you finally hear a yes. So I was just happy to shoot one commercial. Then they said, no, we're gonna do three because you're so funny and you can be physical and we love you and it's so great. And we're gonna be doing this Christmas campaign too. So get ready because you're gonna be busy all through October, November, we're gonna be filming a bunch of commercials. And so I said, great, awesome. Blocked it all out. And then again, found out they want someone like Kirby. Again, it was a shuffle in the ad agency. And it's so hard to not take it personally. Yes. But, you know, they do say, oh, hey, don't take it personally. It's not about you. But it is. <laughs> yeah. So then my agent said, so they said that they would see you if you want to audition <laughs> for the role of you. And I said, I'm not going to do that again. It's just demeaning to me, to the director. It's a waste of everybody's time. If they're not going to use me, we know me going in there doing my best me is not going to be enough. I didn't go in and do it. Um, oh. didn't go in and audition for the role of Kirby. The moral of the story I feel like is no matter what happens in my life, and especially acting is the worst thing for your ego. People think it's so great because people recognize you and um, maybe you get a better seat at some place. Very rarely happens, but you know, unless you're Chris Pratt or, or somebody, I'm sure it's great like that. But when you're a working uh, blue collar actor like I am, um, it uh, it's a sad, depressing, not good for your ego thing. So for me, I, I always knew that I could, and I think that's why I love my family. No matter what happened, if it was a good day or a bad day, I always came home and I was a, a loved husband and a loved father. So no matter what, I came home to that. And I think that always made me feel like it doesn't matter about that other stuff. I, I'm confident enough in my abilities. We'll book another commercial or another film or whatever it is. We'll be fine. All that really matters in my life is that I come home and I'm loved. And then that makes me want to give more love to them. And then nothing else is important. Nothing else matters. As long as we're happy together as a family, then everything is right. The stars are aligned. 
um, and, and it's it's a beautiful, perfect thing. Oh, I love that. And you've already got me crying and laughing at the same oh. time too <laughs> with that story. Oh my goodness, that no, is a hit. Back to back, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Why? <laughs> I don't understand that. That is terrible. You never got to do the commercials then. So, yeah. so in your... both cases, I shot three commercials for both yeah. products. They're yeah. great. They're yeah. super fun. And I thought I did great. And this is a sad thing too. I forgot on the electronics store, um, it, they cast me and another guy. And I was going to just shoot two commercials and he was going to shoot another one. But so he showed, I shot my commercial on one day and then he showed up on the next day to shoot his commercial and the agency called me and said, hey, uh, do you mind just coming on set, just watching what this other guy does for a little bit? And I said, sure. And they go, we'll pay you for the day. And I said, sure. So I go and I watch. And then someone from the agency comes up to me and says, we wanted you to watch because we've already choreographed this with him, but we want you to do it. So, oh my gosh, I've, my heart sunk for this guy. Like again, you hear 500 no's and then you get one yes and here he is shooting a national commercial and I'm the guy sitting back there like, oh no, I'm going to replace him. But let me see what he's doing because yeah, I want to do this, <laughs> you know? Uh, um, so oh that's the thing with, with the entertainment industry. You think things can be going your way and then it just gets pulled right out from under you. Yeah. And so you have to have that lemonade attitude what are you going to do with that are you going to sit and wallow and say uh, i don't want to do this anymore or do you get back up and you try again and it's always has to be you get up and you try again that's hard when you're starting though because isn't there a part of you that's like maybe this is just the wrong thing to do i just think you know when stuff is so hard to do that I don't know. There's got to be some drive inside you to make you keep doing that over and over. Yeah, I think it's confidence and faith in yourself. Okay. You know, I would. I don't think I was fooling myself. I feel like I'm good at what I do, and I know what I can do. I think that's an important thing. Okay. I I don't think I'm ever going to be the guy that is in a superhero movie where you want to see him with his shirt off you know even though you think oh i want to be the main character the main the main uh sex symbol type guy um you just embrace that that's that's not what i am so what i can do what i can offer is the funny improv guy that is it's fun to see him get hit in the face or um you know self-deprecating that's that's what I do well, and I can do that better than a lot of people. And so that's what I should focus on in my career, what I do well, and then I need to be the best Kirby that I can be, unless uh, it's a casting agency that thinks I'm not the best Kirby. I guess so. But I know I'm the best Kirby. I think you're the best Kirby. So I think <laughs> it keeps me going. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You are. You're really the best at what you do. And nobody can be you, obviously. Even you couldn't right. be you. And <laughs> sometimes even I can't be me. Yeah. So that's I crazy. set such a high bar. You did. You, I did. Can't <laughs> you, you can't even do it again. Holy cow. Wow. 
Okay, so I know you have gone on to do a lot of really cool things. I remember when I first saw a movie you were in, that was one of my most favorite movies because I hadn't laughed so hard in so long. And now it's so old to think that. Mm. It was called The RM. And it oh. was actually filled in my old neighborhood, my friend's house. That was her mm. house that you guys used to film it. So, oh, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. So I've always had a little connection with that movie and thought it was so funny and so Did good. you recognize parts of the house? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the outside, you know, it shows that part and then the mm -hmm. kitchen part. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was really fun to see her house in the movie. And then the street, I think you bike, you come out of the, the garage yes, and bike garage. down the street. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's my that's my neighborhood. So yeah, it was really fun. Good. That, that was one of the first things I did after Singles Ward. Okay. But RM was Loved. where I was the, the star of the show. And I think that was when I realized this is what I can do. I can be a fool and be self-deprecating in an endearing way. It was. And, yes. and that's what I do well. So I need to embrace that and, and focus on that. And you say the fool, but I think it's just this super naive, just sweet kind of more that's what that's that's what i get from your characters is your and and even now what you're doing with the making good tv oh my goodness i love that so much uh -huh. but you just have this just endearing character that you just are that everybody's rooting for you and like in the rm and he's just getting hit you know it's just one thing after another after another which is real life like these poor yeah. return missionaries have to deal with all of these things that happened to you in this movie. And that's, I guess, what made it so funny. It was just doing everything wrong that could go wrong. Right. It was, it was cute and fun, but we're all rooting for you. We're rooting for the, the little guy, you know? And right, right. I love that feeling, so. And you know, some people would take that as, oh shoot, I don't want to be the, the little guy, the right. sad sack, whatever. But <laughs> I embrace that. Yeah, it's but, awesome. I love it. Yeah. And talking about making good in, in that I get to improvise and I get to be uh, my best self in that I, I love a part of me is music and so I get to give the gift of uh, music to these organizations. Um, my daughter one of the first times she saw my 12 year old she was 10 when she saw it. Um, she knows what I do she knows that I go out and I kind of self deprecate, you know, and, but watching a whole episode of me kind of being a fool, you know, um, especially when I'm meeting with the, the founders of the organization, I just improvise and just paint myself into a corner to make myself look dumb. So um, funny. Her, one of my favorite things was she said, dad, I love the show. It's so funny and you're so sweet. And I love that you go back and you do one more thing. Um, and then she said, but I'm just worried that everybody else will think you're an idiot. <laughs> because you know i play that up in the beginning and i said well that's how dad gets paid sweetie <laughs> more people that think i'm an idiot the more likely we get to eat yes there you go so it's okay it's okay <laughs> that's I'm a so good cute idiot. i'm sure that's what the pull is for that show because it is it is so cute and it is so right. funny how you go in there and how you're dressed or what you say or i i love it i it's i i watch it every night i don't binge it because i'm like, okay one a night you know i can do this so okay. i watch one episode a night and i it's a treat for myself a little 20 30 minute to watch this show because i'm into that same kind of thing you know meeting people who have taken hard things or something they've been through and yes. how 
they've changed things or made the world better by what they've been through. And so I just relate so much on that level with that show that I love learning about what other people are doing. But then That's to have you in there, isn't it? it's so I inspiring. Talk with people that I'm sure have gone through some very difficult things and it puts in perspective, even your really hard things, it helps you realize these can be overcome. Yes, that's exactly it. And that's what I love the message that making good TV gives that. And it is so encouraging and inspiring. And, and that's exactly like what I do with my podcast. I want to talk to people who have overcome things and who are trying to change the world because of it. And so I just related with you so much with the way you go in there and you just want to learn about what they're doing. And you're so genuine about it too. It comes across like you really care about these people and want to learn about what they're doing and what they've been through. And I love, I love that you share that on the TV show. Thank you. I love being, this is the best thing I've ever been a part of. Um, it's so funny because one of the producers, <clears throat> his dad, said, there's no way he cries every episode. That's fake. And then the producer said, oh no, Kirby cries. <laughs> and we have to pull it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have to, we have to edit that. To, uh, no, that's exactly it. We do every time too. My husband's over there wiping tears the whole oh. entire episode. It's so cute. Gosh. I I love it. And that that's one of those things that you do. It's making good TV and it's it feels good watching it. It's one of those things you can guarantee come away after going, oh, everything is okay in the world, you know, it's just very positive and uplifting. So and that's, that's one of the goals of the show is we hope that people feel better, uh, that there is good in the world. And also that hopefully they go out and join up with an organization like the one that we're highlighting, yeah. or even the, the organization that we're highlighting, if they donate money to it, or if they can't donate time. Because um, that's the thing with nonprofits, they always, it's always trying to find money and keep doing what they do but that's what that's what we hope is that people are inspired to go do good themselves were you in on kind of the brainchild of this or were you just hired to be the actor for this like was this uh, my friend the guy who created it greg Kiefer, he and i have worked together on a bunch of projects and we wanted to do something together so he came up with the idea we brainstormed back and forth a little bit made it more my strengths. We knew uh, when he pitched it to me, he said, I want you to go in and play me getting in over my head. That was the main pitch. You kind of getting in over your head. It's funny. It's a dirty job. And then we learned about these organizations. And then we went back and forth on what that would look like. And then I pitched the idea that I would love to give a song to every organization. And then we packaged all that together and pitched it to a network and they liked it. Oh, I can can see why it was a great idea. So I'm so glad I figured you were kind of the brainchild with that. So that's why I wanted to ask. I'm like, so awesome. it wasn't my brainchild. I was brainchild adjacent. <laughs> you were brought in. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. It's been very uplifting. Anyway, so we were talking about kind of how your career got started or didn't or the struggles of that. So I was going to ask you when the big break was, or what, what do you call a big break? What was the final, when you're like, okay, now I can feed my family. It's really the first job that you get paid, I feel like. And then the promise of, a, of the next project. I don't think you ever feel, you, you kind of think like to make it, you need millions of dollars and you needed to have done something that makes 
studios millions of dollars but my whole career i've been fortunate i've other actors look and say it's amazing that he can support a family doing what we all love to do honestly i think it's the first thing that i did singles ward i felt like i made it because then there was the promise of the next project and then once you have that going to me that that was success yeah and i made it singles ward was amazing that was the first one then rm after that mm -hmm. and then um the years yeah and, yeah the best um, years saints and soldiers yes seen that one too and a bunch of movies after that sons of provo and then you know while i was in la I did a big hollywood film the three stooges with the fairly brothers and i don't think that that made me feel like i had made it any more than doing singles ward Right. even though it was a multi-million dollar budget and i got paid more than i ever dreamed you know as a is the first starting out as a, in singles ward I, i'm not saying i made a ton of money on three stooges but it was a lot more than i got paid on singles ward but i don't feel like that was a moment where i said all right i've made it i think if you feel that in your life you're always looking you're never going to be happy with yep. This, this stage that you're in. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to think you're oh, always waiting. For I have this. If only I had this, then I'll be happy. I've just been happy all along the way. There have been some down days and sad days, you know, when you find out you're not going to have a commercial campaign. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you stay happy. You stay grounded with your family and you just have to be happy in the moment that you're in. So yeah, I made it a long time ago. Yep. Even though we, we couldn't afford even like uh, name brand chips. It was just <laughs> the, the store brand potato yeah. chips. I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yep, same, still doing that. You know, it's like, why why pay more now at this point? I know, <laughs> just I keep, just keep like, oh, I actually like those. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, I love it. I always, I always compare it to the name brand macaroni and cheese. That's where I'm like, can I afford, ugh, yeah. do I need to get the store mac and cheese? That's, yes. that's my level of poverty. Do I go, am I feeling good or not? <laughs> yeah. Push that extra 10 cents. Yep. Or, no, not this week. Not this week. I love it. Oh my goodness. Um, I love what you say. I, this is exactly what I teach is just find happiness where you're at, because I used to be kind of that I'll be happy when type personality. You know, when I was in my younger years, it's like, well, as soon as I have this, as soon as I get to this, as soon as I'm this, and then you get there and you find that you're still not happy. You're still kind of, okay, well now I'll be happy when I have this now. And so it just feels like, why not just enjoy the journey and be happy mm -hmm in the day-to-day -day monotonous things and have gratitude for every little thing that you're experiencing well, instead of waiting. Yeah, exactly. Heidi have gratitude for every little thing that you have. Yeah. I think it's, it's different. You, you should still set goals along your journey and say, I need to accomplish this, but that accomplishing of that goal is not going to make me happy. Exactly. Yeah. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people equate it to the same thing. And so it's like, no, have goals, have dreams and desires, have want to better yourself. You know, that's awesome. But don't wait to be happy until you have that. You right. lost a lot of time. And other people don't want to be around you very much when they're waiting for you to be happy as well. Right. Right. 
No, it's a lot better way to go. A lot better way to travel. It's just be happy in every day. Right. Oh, I love that. That's great advice. Well, first or last off, I guess, since this is the end, um, not first off, keep doing what you're doing. It's so great to have someone kind like you listening to people. It's very therapeutic for everybody that's on the podcast, I'm sure. But keep doing what you're doing because you are that cup of sugar, you know, that's making people feel like, hey, we can get through. We can put on this podcast and hear and hear the sweetness that comes through and the sincerity from Heidi. So my cup of sugar is you. Wow, thank you. That's very kind of you. Thank you. That's very nice. And some days you don't feel like, you know, like you were saying earlier, some days it's hard. You hear a lot of no's or you hear a lot of um, if negative or even just in your own head of mm -hmm. you're not enough or you're not doing enough. So it's nice to hear people be able to tell you that you're okay and you should keep doing what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Keep doing it. That means a lot. <laughs> I appreciate that. Ooh, <laughs> I don't usually cry on my own podcast. You're really getting to me today, <laughs> but thank you. Really, honestly, that means a lot. Thank you. Ooh. That's it. <laughs> the lemonade has been made. <laughs> it's pretty tasty. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty sweet. So I appreciate that. It's been good to laugh and cry this whole time. So thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate you. I appreciate Please. you too. Thank you so much, Heidi. Yeah, it's really been my honor to talk to you and hear your story. And I love how inspiring it is to hear that it's not great all the time, you know, because I think we do tend to think, oh, they never had to struggle or, you know, it's just been handed to them or they graduated high school and got this gig and they're good to go, you know? So I appreciate you being so open and sharing the journey, the road and how hard it is. So thank you for that. It makes it real for other people listening to know that, you know, sometimes we have to work for what we want. Sometimes yes, exactly. we don't get what we want and that's okay too. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up. I'm so glad you didn't give up. I'm so glad you went on to entertain us for the past, what has it been, 20 years now? You haven't aged a second. You could put your picture of you from, from the RM to making good TV and go, okay. Uh, All that's looks happened is my hair's gotten higher. <laughs> I, I do it a lot bigger now. It's <laughs> perfect. It looks great. Yeah, it looks really great. <laughs> so if that's the only difference in 20 years, that's amazing. So I love that. So you're a great example of that too. Just stick with it. Thank you, Heidi. You too. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you. You're still here? Well, then click on the next episode to hear more of Heidi's Lemonade Stand. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thanks. <laughs>